CIO Talk Radio is brought to you by HP and Siemens Smart Grid. Welcome to CIO Talk Radio with your host, Sunjog All. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjog All. Good morning and welcome to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. And as always, we invite you to join the discussion on Twitter, hashtag CTR Live, and look for this show as hashtag uh, mobility. Today's topic is financial mobility trends and plans for the future. And our guests for today's show are Alan Hackney, who is the Senior Vice President and CIO for John Hancock Financial Services. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Good morning, Sanjog. I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Great. So, uh, world is doing well for you. Business, life. Business, uh, business is going well. Life is life is going well. Boston uh, was a great place to be last week with all the fireworks. So. Great, great. And we also have Mauro Vanugli, who's the global senior technology executive and advisor with Warburg Pincus. Morning, Mauro. How are you? Good morning. Very good. Thank you very much. Um, everything is great. Good, good. So, uh, you know, the topic that we have picked up today, we know mobility solutions are rapidly rolling out in all realms of financial services, as we've all seen. We wanted to explore how all of these new offerings are paving the way for the future. So we are sitting uh, and looking forward to seeing how Alan uh, and uh, Mauro are going to be shedding light on the specific industries. And since the, you come from two different types of industries, how mobility is impacting uh, both of those. So with that said, uh, first question is for you, Alan. When you're looking at uh, mobility, it's not something new that you have. Do you think you have already looked at all possible aspects and made changes, or there are areas where you have more incremental value that is still left to be created or still left to be explored? Oh, Sanjaga, we've barely scratched the, the surface. Uh, you know, I would, I, we, we have, uh, I don't even remember now how many uh, applications that are mobile now uh, in, a, in our environment. Uh, and, and yet I still feel that we're just on the cusp of beginning to understand where mobility can uh, can help us and help our help our customers. It's, uh, it, it, uh, I, I would characterize us uh, as uh, merging out of the experimentation phase. To be to be candid. So when you are saying that you are using it across multiple applications, do you think mobility is just being looked at as an extension in your world, or is it more where it is embedded? It's the very way you want to do business going forward. Well, I. I, I I come back to the word uh, experimentation. Uh, I think the uh, uh, I think where where people have seen uh, a possibility or an opportunity, uh, they've um, they've built applications that that serve up that particular you know function. For for example, uh, you know we work John Hancock and 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 all of our competitors work primarily through intermediaries to sell. Sell our products, and so one one uh, very useful tool is an uh, illustration tool that allows a insurance agent or financial advisor to illustrate what a insurance product might look like for a particular customer. Having that available in an application 
on your iPad or your iPhone or, or, or what other, whatever other device um, is quite useful in those, in those cases, and people latched onto that, and, and we have several of those examples that are quite successful. But that's only a small part of what the universe of mobility uh, could be for a company like, like ours. And, and I think it's, it's exploring that universe that uh, is still in front of us. So, Mauro, in your world, which is totally different, could you explain a little bit about the type of business that you're involved in and then how mobility is impacting there? Absolutely. Um, you know, so uh, here at Warburg Pinkers, obviously we're a private equity uh, uh, investor, uh, and traditionally uh, I would say, uh, you know, we, we don't really touch that much the, the, the consumer side. Uh, uh, however, we do have uh, a great relationship with uh, uh, investors or limited partners that invest in our funds. So I think, uh, you know, through mobile, uh, I think it's very nascent and even, you know, even I would say uh, barely scratching the surface and I haven't seen, you know, that many firms uh, doing this. Uh, I think communicating with those limited partners uh, and finding ways to better communicate with those uh, limited partners has been a uh, uh, an experience that, uh, you know, a lot of the firms are looking at mobile uh, uh, um, option uh, to do that. Uh, on the flip side, I would say, you know, as an investor, uh, we also invest in a, uh, in a lot of uh, financial services uh, organizations. And, uh, you know, we, we, we have seen that, uh, you know, companies that are embracing uh, mobility and uh, uh, allowing uh, consumers to, to take advantage of that channel uh, are seeing uh, increasing, uh, you know, profitability from those uh, customers, uh, which is obviously uh, you know, a great for, for an investor from a, a returns point of view. So, uh, you know, for both sides, both as, as investing financial services companies as well as from, uh, uh, you know, as a fund uh, providing, providing uh, I guess, information to, to limited partners, uh, mobility has played, you know, is playing a key uh, component of our uh, industry today. So, uh, Alan, in your world, when you look at mobility and you said, of course, you use the word experimentation that you're trying to see wherever the value is, but what's your intent? Are you trying to gain competitive advantage or some quantum leap because mobility gets introduced? Is that the agenda and or that's how you're investing in it? Or is it something which is cool, which is going to keep you at par with what your competitors are doing without actually having a key focus where mobility has to deliver some real value? Yeah, you know, that's a great, uh, that's a great question. And I think it's, it's one of the um, cornerstone questions that, uh, that we grapple with, right? I, to answer it, uh, answer it quite uh, quite directly. Uh, uh, you know, I I don't think anybody at John Hancock has arrived at the conclusion that there's a competitive advantage uh, readily available if we were to um, invest heavily in 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 mobile. I think though that um, there's a belief based on this, uh, the successes of our of our Experiments, if I could continue to use that word, uh, that mobile makes it easier to do business with John Hancock, and it it allows access to some of the capabilities and some of the resources and some, frankly, some of the people uh, in you know in environments where it uh, would have been more difficult 
and and in particular, I think the 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 environment is when you're at that moment of truth where a financial advisor or an insurance agent uh, uh, or investment advisor is sitting across the desk from a potential customer trying to make a decision around uh, you know how to move forward with one particular uh, product solution or the or the other. Uh, it's that ease of doing business, I think, that's at at present the most appealing. Uh, um, you know, as, as opposed to uh, you know, an investment that that we believed you know could could have some sort of sustainable, defendable competitive competitive advantage. I, I don't think anybody at John Hancock thinks that uh, you know we have a better idea than you know, our other other competitors, then frankly, I'd be surprised if they thought the same about us. Now, what you just said is that it makes it easier for the rest of the world to do business with John Hancock. If that's the case, don't you think that's one of the, one of the elements which could translate into better loyalty and or even more consumption of what you offer and perhaps an enhanced uh, investment using whatever you offer? Well, for sure. And Again, uh, you know, our target is uh, predominantly intermediaries as opposed to, as opposed to consumers. Uh, consumers in our industry don't buy our products uh, directly. They, they buy through, through intermediaries. And so to the extent that we make it easier for our inter- intermediaries to, to uh, conduct these very complicated transactions, buying a life insurance policy, uh, you know, or an annuity, or, or or any of those types of products are complex. Typically, very complex. And to be able to have access to some straight-through processing, uh, to be able to uh, illustrate how a product is going to serve the needs of that particular client who's sitting in front of you at the moment that they're that they're there. Uh, that, that makes it easier for, for them to do business with us and, and hopefully makes their relationship with us stickier uh, than it might have been otherwise. So, Mauro, in your world, when you are looking at it, do you think you have given in the private equity world and you got your partners going out there? It just makes them look cool when they are sitting with a potential, um, you know, uh, an organization or their stakeholders that you pull out something and show a tablet and show some graphs on how investment in a certain type of business would result, this type of results, et cetera, et cetera. You know, whatever they have to do to move the business forward. Is that the intent which is causing you to develop applications and or is it something which is totally a back and operational uh, improvement that you're trying to get to? Yeah, no, I, I think it, it, is, uh, it is a little bit of the former, which is, uh, you know, our investors uh, pretty much like, uh, uh, you know, and consumers uh, nowadays are, you know, requesting uh, a lot more information uh, and, uh, and different ways to, to visualize and consume that data. Uh, uh, so obviously, uh, I think making that a, a, a more easy to read uh, and deliver uh, uh, that data is becoming key uh, in order to uh, um, you know to attract more investors now you know very similar to uh, what Alan has been saying um, uh, you know we obviously will, you know as a private equity you're attracting a very different uh, uh, type of uh, of investors and you know it's probably very hard to say that uh, you know if if a mobile uh, application would have any impact whatsoever uh, in the 
uh, you know, in attracting that. I think it's been more uh, about, um, uh, you know, giving uh, our investors an a, a additional capability to monitor and, and measure uh, returns uh, of their own investments uh, uh, rather than, you know, trying to attract uh, um, more investors. Uh, but on the flip side, as I said, you know, from, from an investment perspective and firms that we invest in, uh, you know, what quick comment I would make is uh, um, very similar, again, to, to what Alan has, uh, uh, has been discussing. Uh, what we've seen is uh, uh, the mobile uh, on the consumer front is being, uh, you know, pretty advanced, and there's uh, uh, a lot of uh, uh, documentation, measurements, and, and reasons there to, to really, uh, you know, for financial services organizations to, to deploy it. Uh, on, on the flip side, the intermediaries, I think it's a very new and emerging uh, opportunity uh, where, you know, companies uh, uh, like insurance companies and, and fund providers, you know, are today working with, for example, financial advisors or, uh, uh, or even uh, branches for, for, for a traditional banking and, and, and providing mobility uh, from an enterprise type of tool to the, the, the people uh, at those branches to, to actually, uh, you know, Become more operationally efficient, uh, uh, you know, increasing customer stickiness. Um, you know, so for example, I've seen uh, situations of uh, of a wealth fund uh, 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 management organization that uh, leverage a tablet to 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 work with uh, uh, you know potential uh, consumer investors and run simulations and uh, uh, you know product uh, benefits uh, 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 right there in front of the consumers at the branch, you know, in a more Casual uh, environment, and also showing them, you know, all the benefits of uh, of the products and, and how they can be managed uh, 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 remotely. And I think this is is clearly an emerging area. Uh, and again, it's still an area where I think companies are are pretty much experimenting uh, uh, in general with that that space. So uh, hard to measure, but but clearly, I think uh, making the, the the operations more efficient and and, and hopefully driving more stickiness uh, for the customers. Now, uh, let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And, Alan, uh, when we come back, I'd like to explore that who is driving mobility adoption and or even evangelism. Is the business coming back and saying that we feel that mobility could create value at XYZ places? So please help us. Or IT is trying to take the charge to basically get these people beyond a certain threshold so that they start thinking where mobility can actually help and that's where the wholehearted adoption will take place and perhaps avenues where actual opportunities to create competitive advantage and other quantifiable value will emerge. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back and explore. The U.S. and Canada represent just 5% of the global population, but collectively we consume about 35% of the world's resources. Supply is not keeping up with demand, so change is not an option, it's imperative. Siemens brings knowledge to power through modernization, responsible energy consumption, and greening the grid projects. Siemens Smart Grid has the answers. Just Google Lead the Charge Portal. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Tap into our expertise, innovation, and services to bring your most important workloads to the cloud. You are listening to CIO Talk Radio with Sun Joe All. 
To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sun Joke All. Welcome back. So, Alan, in fact, I had a conversation a couple of days ago with an organization uh, where their branding and marketing and business units were doing whatever they wanted to do with mobility, in some cases, basically creating rogue IT, or in other cases, they would just say, um, you know, just get get an application, and in very rare cases, would they come to IT? So now IT is trying to tell those people how how about going about basically innovating in a structured manner, and then create that visibility and that trust, so that there is one central organization which evaluates all potential for mobility and then run it that way. So so that is one flavor where people are struggling in IT to coach the business. What is happening maybe in your industry? Perhaps not sure in your company alone, but what's the trend in your industry? Are Is the business driving mobility adoption and, and innovation, or is it IT trying to scream loud uh, so that the rest of the world hears that mobility can indeed create value? So, well, that's a great question, and let me let me uh, approach the question maybe from two two directions. Uh, from from the point of view of my company, John John Hancock, uh, it, it, initially the the drive came out of the IT function. I think um, we had a a pretty good grasp on what some of the issues were and what some of the trends were. Um, were were in front of us and were able to make some investments, predominantly, I would say, focused on uh, employees and trying to, uh, you, know, uh, you know, engender the idea that, that, that mobile is our future with, uh, you know, with our, with our staff. And we've, uh, you know, we've evolved that over a period of time. We're now piloting uh, in a very serious way, uh, bring your own device to, uh, um, you know, to our staff, and uh, you know, we have a number of of, of um, mobile applications which have been specifically written to make it easier for our employees to do business. And so, I guess I think started. But uh, your comment about uh, uh, well, I hesitate to use the echo the words rogue IT, but uh, our marketing organizations, uh, you know, had gone off on their own uh, to build a number of of apps, uh, I think it fell into the category of uh, other companies are doing this. It looks cool. We better be doing something so we look cool. And so uh, there were a number of applications, you know, that uh, that were built, you know, using third third parties and so forth. What we found, uh, Sanjog, is that that um, you know that liberal approach had in fact uh, you know allowed a grassroots interest to build. Uh, and, and created a, a lot of buzz, but the applications that were built uh, wouldn't pass any amount of scrutiny as it related to uh, securing your data, uh, you know, throughput of transactions, uh, you know, management of, of private uh, information, and so on and so forth, uh, construction standards, uh, maintainability, all those things that uh, you know a, 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 any organization would want to manage. And so what we've done is centralize that function uh, 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 very recently, actually, in, inside the last uh, two months. 
So we've uh, centralized it. We've built uh, built out a team. We have somebody in charge now of all of our mobility um, uh, applications. Interestingly, uh, and, and maybe this is something we can explore, we feel that that team needs to be the same team that does all of our web uh, development, and and because uh, we think those are in, in, inextricably tied. So that's the John Hancock story. I, when I look out at an industry, I have to tell you I admire. Uh, what's happening with the integrated insurers, uh, those that have both uh, the personal lines and, and property casualty along with the traditional wealth management and, and uh, protection products. I think uh, what I admire about them is the, particularly those with the personal lines, the, the auto insurers and the homeowner and car, uh, condo insurers and so forth, where there is a direct-to-consumer con, direct approach. They have a much more robust uh, strategy, as best as I can tell, on uh, you know, how to integrate mobility into their overall brand uh, promise. And I think they've put a tremendous amount of investment and lots and lots of resources around uh, the design and construction of their mobile strategy that, that, that links their, their product to their brand, to their strategies, to consumers, and, and so forth. And I think, what I, I, think, I think the thing I admire most is that because they have that, it's able that that culture and that way of thinking is able to spill over into some of those other product lines where, where we compete, whereas we don't have the advantage of that kind of a uh, sort of a head start in our, you know, in our company. So, Mauro, do you think, is it better? I, I like your response, Alan, and the fact that uh, you took it in a positive way that business units, when they try to play with the mobility on their own, maybe they make some mistakes, but they also generate an in, you know in, inherent interest in the new paradigm in the way computing should be done. So you have to do less selling if at all you were to come out with no, new innovative ideas. So with that said, Mauro, do you think that approach is better off, that is one of the better approaches to get mobility introduced and adopted and then as a, a servant leader, if you will, technology department can support business initiatives as their idea machine starts cranking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I completely agree uh, uh, with Alan. What I would say, uh, you know, in addition to that is uh, I, I wouldn't consider uh, this uh, that much of what they call the, the, the rogue IT uh, especially because when you're talking about financial institutions, uh, uh, you know, you're dealing with uh, a complex set of information, a regulatory environment, and an additional level of security uh, that is required for, uh, you know, data communication and transfer. Um, so if, if you really want to create a, an app, and again, the only way uh, financial institutions are actually being able to leverage and get advantage from their apps, it's really going beyond the traditional, uh, you know, account balance and account uh, uh, information, right? You you have to go above and beyond the traditional uh, uh, method of delivering information and providing additional services to really uh, attract and maintain uh, the, the the customer's interests. So uh, uh, so definitely, you know, from from a, from a point of view of creating an app that or creating a mobile uh, uh, um, you know program that really takes advantage of that, you know, you, you definitely need a, a cohesive uh, team, uh, uh, both from a technology point of view as well as from uh, uh, an organizational structure. Um, now, what I would say is that there has been, uh, uh, you know, several 
uh, a marketing initiatives that that then you know would go uh, uh, you know perhaps beyond the technology uh, you know and I would say you know it is uh, uh, you know marketing uh, uh, departments you know developing some type of uh, of mobile. Uh, uh, application that actually deliver the message and create some type of brand awareness, uh, but not that much of uh, uh, you know of actually giving uh, users access uh, you know to uh, your backend systems. So uh, I would say there's, there's, there's two sides of the story, but I think uh, the most important here is I think as uh, as, a, as a as a whole the organization uh, today, especially financial institutions, you know have realized that. Uh, mobility is a uh, important factor in um, delivering their product and have embraced it in a way that it's now embedded into the the, the fabric of the, the organization uh, did. And I think, as Alan mentioned, you know what we've seen is uh, uh, you know both the technology organizations, marketing, and other functional areas of the organization really coming up and building this. Uh, uh, um, this kind of a mobile-centric approach that until today, uh, you know, we didn't have. So, you know, another example that I think Alan mentioned, which I think is right, you know, spot on, you know, which is, uh, you know, having the mobile team kind of embedded with your web team, right? In a way, you know, you, you, you're both providing information, you know, coming up with, uh, 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 you know, ways to access a very, very similar set of data, uh, uh, so I think this is a, a great strategy to actually get that, um, uh, you know, that great result that you would expect from a, uh, a mobile approach. Now, Alan, don't you think we used to earlier uh, think that if, if we will build something, they will come. They means the people who would want to adopt. Yes, we could allow a few uh, people who are all overzealous and or maybe just, just excited about dabbling into something new may start, they may kick it off and some applications may start getting used. However, the value where it has to be created and where it will create the most quantifiable return would be perhaps with people who have not yet adopted. You cannot push adoption either. So once you have ignited the spark, what next? How do you get the rest of the world to start in a methodical fashion, adopt it? Otherwise, what you're doing is just investing into something which is like a black hole and waiting for things to happen. Yeah, and, and we struggle with that uh, that question. I uh, I would be I would be lying to you and to your audience if I told you that we had figured out really what the answer to that that question is. But uh, from my point of view. Uh, what all have you tried, though? What all have you tried yeah. to, to, to kind of basically get better at it? Yeah, so I think, um, I think you know, one of the, one of the, one of the uh, issues that we, 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 we try to focus on is defining what the value proposition is on the investments that we're making in, uh, you know, in mobi- mobility. Uh, you know, when we were starting out, uh, it was it was short money to go build these apps, and and frankly, if some of them didn't work uh, or weren't used six months later, then um, wasn't too much risk to the company, uh, you know, to have made that that investment. But that also tells you that the value wasn't there as well. I think uh, what we've been trying to do is focus on value, and I'll, g- I'll give you an example of where. 
we had uh, we we did focus on value. We actually made a larger investment, and uh, you know we have what we think is a is a very winning uh, uh, proposition. Uh, one of our product lines produces uh, and manages uh, 401k retirement plans on behalf of uh, many many companies, about 50,000 companies around around uh, the United States, and uh, one of the one of the issues that we always had is when we went into, uh, you know, a factory or a, uh, you know, a retail store or, or some other place where the employees gathered uh, to try to help them understand the benefit of saving for their retirement, it was always a very paper-based process when you, when you convince somebody that they should, uh, they should consider this and you, you asked them to fill out some forms and you took the forms back and, uh, and then you emailed them or you wrote them a letter saying, here's how much you could save and so on and so forth. Uh, what, we, what we ended up doing is making a, a, a fairly substantial investment in what we call a, an enrollment uh, program, uh, iPad-based, where uh, we could go into a factory uh, at an employee meeting, sit down employee meetings, and right on the spot show them you know, with their payroll, how much uh, they could be saving and what that could be doing. And then if they were uh, intrigued, we could take the information and put it into the, into the application, and it would automatically enroll them uh, with their company, and the, the deductions from their paychecks would start. That made a huge difference in terms of the um, engagement with the employees in those, those circumstances, and it made a huge difference to our own employees because now uh, the tedium that they had to go through was eliminated. Once we, you know, once my, my, the point of my story is, once we focused on value, we got people uh, engaged and, and very enthusiastic about that. And I think that's probably the formula that we've got to look at going forward. Let's take a quick break. Listeners will be right back. And Mauro, when we come back, how about investigating or exploring what is what are the signs that people have uh, basically are, are getting on the bus are, or they are on the bus in terms of mobility being something that they are willing to live with and not only just live what is offered to them, but they become uh, people who are volunteering information, ideas and innovation so that you folks from the technology department can actually start enabling those new ideas so that eventually value is getting created. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Tap into our expertise, innovation, and services to bring your most important workloads to the cloud. The U.S. and Canada represent just 5% of the global population, but collectively we consume about 35% of the world's resources. Supply is not keeping up with demand, so change is not an option, it's imperative. Siemens brings knowledge to power through modernization, responsible energy consumption, and greening the grid projects. Siemens Smart Grid has the answers. Just Google Lead the Charge Portal. You are listening to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. 
If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sun Joke All. So, Mauro, uh, basically, what are the signs that you feel we could look at and, and start getting an idea whether that the people are on the bus or is it going down the tubes or there is some hitch before some the, the, the rest of the gang is going to come on the bus so that you can go wholeheartedly and start seeing those ideas uh, and the sparks start floating around? Yeah, so, um, you know, I think we've been discussing uh, two, you know, very interesting points of views uh, uh, from uh, mobility, right? One uh, is what I, you know, would, would call more at the enterprise level on the B2B, and the second one, uh, the consumer level, uh, more on the B2C. Um, you know, one, one thing that, uh, you know, we've seen pretty frequently is that I think research has shown that on the B2C side, uh, you know, there's definitely advantages, right? So we, we've conducted a survey, and, uh, uh, you know, we've noticed that, for example, uh, 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 you know, mobile users, for example, conduct 40% more monthly debt card purchase than, than online non-mobile consumers. So, so there's clearly an opportunity there to, uh, to bring uh, a mobile up to the game. Now, obviously, uh, uh, you know, companies are becoming more innovative in, in bringing new uh, tools and features, and I think... Today, uh, it's incredible, again, going back on the consumer side, how much uh, the consumer is actually playing an important role into actually bringing uh, new features and bringing innovation into uh, mobile capabilities. I think, you know, if you look around uh, uh, beyond mobile, but going, uh, you know, uh, 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 taking into consideration, uh, you know, social media uh, opportunities, uh, um, you know, what I've seen is there's a lot of information uh, out there that is helping organizations to to actually drive that uh, innovation in mobile and, and really uh, um, you know create this type of uh, stickiness uh, uh, with the customers, right? So we can see uh, you know nowadays uh, you know for example how the uh, you know the banking industry today you can make a deposit by taking a photo of the check, uh, how in insurance you you can submit photos uh, for claims, uh, you know, and those are just you know. Uh, a, a few uh, things that, uh, uh, you know, that mobile uh, is enabling, uh, uh, you know, the consumers. Now, uh, uh, I think obviously, you know, it's still a quite nascent space, uh, and, and we've seen a lot of experimentation as well. Um, uh, you know, I think companies are uh, experimenting uh, uh, with mobile. So from a technology point of view, what's been uh, very interesting to see is this concept of a very rapid deployment uh, around mobile, right, and how this is changing uh, 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 the model that the traditional, you know, technology organizations uh, uh, used to work. Now, you know, we're changing this mobile constantly, releasing new features, uh, uh, you know, in a more uh, um, uh, agile fashion. And I think this is helping to, to drive adoption and ensure that, again, you know, we're showing the value, uh, you know, in measuring the returns uh, on that investment, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, to, to the organization. And, um, and again, now going to B2B, I think that's a little bit more uh, complex given that you're, you're dealing with internal uh, organization uh, uh, in change management, changing processes, uh, and that usually tend to be a little bit more uh, uh, of a complex, right? I would say on the consumer side, I think 
you know, today we're seeing a push from the consumers, you know, into, uh, uh, you know, willing to get more uh, uh, tools and more features on their mobile. On a B2B, it's been, I guess, more of, a, uh, you know, companies uh, uh, trying to bring more efficiency and, uh, uh, and value into their internal operations, and, and that's still evolving, uh, uh, you know, at a different pace than the consumer side. So if you are to uh, take a roadmap, or, or let's talk about a playbook, Alan. Do you think you have been able to create one, and or you've lived one for you to say, this is what uh, we would want to do in my industry, so that, and hindsight is twenty twenty, and learn, learn whatever lessons that you might have learned to say, this is a playbook, this is how I would go about it, and this is the level of maturity we should aspire to achieve at that point, then, then it will take its own course. Yeah, so uh, I'm not sure that we know the uh, end state. Uh, you know, we have uh, a little bit of a roadmap, but I'm not sure, I'm not, I guess my point is I'm not sure uh, that roadmap uh, is at all complete. But I think one of the one of the things that we 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 struggle with and we believe that we need to um, to tackle is uh, when you talk about mobility, when are you talking about building applications versus when are you talking about a um, a more readily accessible mobile friendly website? I think um, I think we tend to when we started this, we tend to think of those things as different different questions. And my own thinking is, as it's evolved over the last few years is that uh, those things converge. And, and I think the third, third aspect, uh, you know, which, which was just mentioned a minute ago, is social media. Uh, I think that's the, you know, that's the third leg of the, of the stool that, that needs, to, needs to converge here. And coming to a roadmap, uh, that that rationalizes uh, all three of those into a cohesive strategy that 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 supports the brand promise of the company. Uh, I think is going to be our initial our initial set of activities. And even within that, uh, while we may not be uh, leaping way out in front of uh, of other companies in terms of innovation. There is enormous retooling that has to go on in our websites to be able to, to say that they're mobile-friendly. And frankly, uh, the insurance industry in general, John Hancock and all the rest, have, have really struggled with the role of social media. And I think there's a lot of work that has to go, go on there as well. So we're, we're, uh, we're just beginning to build that roadmap, Sanjog, and I think, there's an, I think there's a lot of work left to do, though. Yeah. So, Mauro, in your world, do you think uh, where have you reached in terms of – do you have a maturity model, if you will, that you can assign in your industry to mobility? Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think we're, we're there yet. Uh, uh, you know, what I would add is, uh, in general, we try to focus on what we call, you know, three principles uh, uh, to actually build any mobile uh, uh, application, uh, uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, to either towards the consumers or, or internally. But, you know, we, we try to focus on, uh, you know, what's the frictionless onboarding, so obviously making it easy for the people to, to sign up and get the app uh, into their mobile. 
The second is uh, user experience. Um, you know, again, more and more uh, using experience is becoming key uh, to adoption uh, and utilization. And the third is a holistic view of, uh, of the information, you know, really going beyond balances and, and, and bills. Uh, I think when you look at those three principles, uh, you know, that's when you, we start building the case uh, uh, to, to, to the mobile. But, again, as I said, I think we're still just kind of touching the, the, the very beginning of this uh, uh, transition, especially, you know, on our side, looking at a, a, as an investment fund, um, uh, you know, providing this information to our investors. Uh, it's something that, you know, it's very rarely today uh, that this is available, uh, you know, and again, it's more a kind of B2B type uh, communication. So a lot of experimentation, um, you know, not much of, uh, of a maturity, uh, uh, but, you know, I would say, you know, echoing what Alan has said in terms of technology, uh, you know, there are, you know, some challenges ahead of us that we've always been uh, thinking through uh, in terms of, you know, where we go from here, right? So it's, uh, you know, it's the multi-platform challenge. It's the, you know, web versus app uh, 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 discussion that always comes up. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, and then the third, I would say, it, it really... Uh, the retooling and preparation of our internal systems to actually support all this uh, communication and uh, in, in, in data uh, uh, interaction, which is always, uh, you know, something that, uh, you know, it's, it's very hard to, to get to a level that, that uh, uh, you know, that is optimal, let's put it this way. So, Sanjo, I guess to pick up on a theme uh, Moros is talking about, about challenges, you know, one we haven't talked about that affects uh, uh, you know, our industry and, and, and some of the others is the regulatory environment. And that, I think, um, it, by the regulatory environment, I mean, uh, you know, the, the FINRA securities laws, the SEC security laws, uh, HIPAA uh, in the medical insurance space and, and so forth, which, which dictate the types of uh, data that can be exchanged and the way in which conversations uh, need to be supervised and what can go on in those those conversations. The the regulators uh, universally, uh, you know, have have been very um, cautious about uh, you know their position as it relates to embracing uh, mobile, and that caution has spilled out into uh, you know into companies like like John Hancock and other other insurers, health insurers. Uh, and, and so forth. And there's a, there's, um, you know, there's, uh, there's a great deal of um, intestinal fortitude that's required for a company to want to sort of leapfrog others and then, and do so at the risk of inviting the scrutiny of your regulator on what what types of data you're you're exposing and to what kind of uh, situations. And I think that's another aspect. It doesn't impact every industry. Uh, but it certainly impacts a number of industries as it, as it relates to mobile. So I think that's another one of the challenges, just to add on to what Mauro was saying. Let's take a quick break. Listeners will be right back. And Mauro, let's look at the build versus buy versus rent, or in other words, the newer paradigm is do not work on anything that's not core to you, and if you have possibility of outsourcing it, do so. Do you think mobility uh, management is is a beast which you rather not have 
and not take pride in tinkering with the infrastructure and just focus on how you introduce mobility into an environment. What is what are those factors that you are considering or people in your industry consider uh, in order to make that determination whether to uh, do it in-house or uh, outsource it or, or take a hybrid approach? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. The U.S. and Canada represent just 5% of the global population, but collectively we consume about 35% of the world's resources. Supply is not keeping up with demand, so change is not an option, it's imperative. Siemens brings knowledge to power through modernization, responsible energy consumption, and greening the grid projects. Siemens Smart Grid has the answers. Just Google Lead the Charge Portal. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Tap into our expertise, innovation, and services to bring your most important workloads to the cloud. You are listening to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sunjog All. Welcome back. So, Mauro, do you think uh, build-by-rent approach, what, what, what combination do you think would work best for mobility management, given where we are in its maturity cycle and or what you expect to get out of it? Yeah, this is a, this is a great. It's a great question. Um, uh, you know, what I've seen is uh, more and more. Uh, you know, companies actually uh, um, insourcing the the whole mobility management and the, and development. Um, you know, we discussed earlier a little bit that uh, you know a few years ago companies uh, you know were actually outsourcing this, given that there was not clear value uh, uh, to be uh, uh, you know achieve uh, from the mobile apps, but I think uh, nowadays uh, what I've seen is companies actually insourcing more and more, and I think a couple of the challenges, you know, have been around, uh, uh, you know, integration with your internal systems, which is one of the, the biggest challenges that, uh, 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 that exists there, and, uh, you know, and then the second one, I think companies have become uh, uh, smarter uh, around, you know, what's required to, to develop, uh, uh, you know, applications or mobile uh, uh, websites, uh, and, and also the resource availability has become uh, a, a little bit more widely spread. Uh, so organizations are, you know, insourcing more and more. And then the third component I would say uh, is that uh, from a mo- mobility management point of view, uh, uh, you know, nowadays we, we have access to uh, a very large set of tools that enable uh, our organization to actually manage uh, uh, mobile devices in a much better way than ever, uh, you know, used to be. So we have options to, uh, you know, for example, one of the challenges in, in the mobile space that we've seen is really with, uh, for example, just getting the apps updated on the phones, for example. Um, right? It's it's not an easy task to, to do this, uh, uh, but again, we, we today we have uh, uh, tools that can actually manage different versions and, and, and give us a, a dashboard of, you know, which uh, uh, devices have been updated, which have not. Uh, you know, we also have options to 
uh, you know, wipe out applications from uh, other devices remotely and, and really better manage uh, uh, that process that uh, we didn't have, uh, you know, a few years ago. So, uh, you know, with that, I would say that, you know, I think it's been a, 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 uh, a trend towards uh, uh, insourcing. Uh, uh, I think there's still uh, some outsourcing work that we leverage, you know, especially when, uh, you know, we're talking more about, uh, uh, you know, faster time to market, you know, always that challenge around, you know, get something built uh, quickly, uh, uh, you know, to get out uh, uh, to, to the customers. But I think, you know, we talk about core uh, of the organization. Mobility today is part of our core strategy, and you want to make sure we own it and control it and manage it. Now, this is an interesting uh, mindset that uh, you shared, uh, Mauro, because there are a lot of people out there that say, why should I take pride in handling or, or re-imaging a mobile device when my main interest is to serve business need and become more agile and not be seen as someone who is a showstopper and or someone who's a stumbling block? So, so. Alan, I'd like to come to you and see if you also agree with what Morrow's approach is and if you think that is the convention out there, conventional uh, wisdom that has been shared out there where if you want to get mobility to be successful, you've got to control it from soup to nuts. Well, so uh, I, I do agree with Morrow. I, I think uh, we're, we're uh, as I mentioned earlier, pulling, pulling back uh, the, the development work that's being done um, you know, by, by external firms. I would tell you that um, there are some fantastic uh, mobile device management uh, tools out there. We use one, uh, uh, you know, that, that's, uh, that's quite effective for managing devices, and there's no, no reason, uh, you know, for us to invent how to do that. Uh, the other, the other um, s- sort of middleware area where I think we're going to buy versus build is uh, is is the rendering framework? Uh, I think we've concluded that there's. It's John Hancock is in no position to stay in front of the advancements of the operating systems and the different form factors of all these devices. And it would be better to to buy uh, buy a, a rendering platform that that would handle that for us. What uh, what we think we need to own though is the business logic that is going to be exposed to. Uh, our, our intermediaries and our consumers, you know, that, uh, that frankly is the same business logic that has to be exposed in our websites. And I think our, our view is you don't want to build that stuff twice. You want to build it once and be able to deploy it in a number of different environments, whether it's, whether it's web and, and, and so forth. And so that's the, that's the direction that we're, that we're taking. So you would say that infrastructure, like the backbone of how a device has been reimaged or et cetera, et cetera, that operating system level, that you rather give out to anyone who can do that for you because that's kind of grunt work. But anything which is related to applications, logic, or uh, the presentation, et cetera, you might buy or build. Uh, probably build, uh, but uh, otherwise you're, you've, you've got it perfectly. Okay, good. So uh, now, Mauro, coming back to you, do you think – uh, the kind of uh, education that is there today among the stakeholders, the executive management, and the IT folks, do you feel we are covered so that when you go about championing an initiative or a business person champions an initiative, you have that knowledge management, everybody coming together, and they are singing the same song, or there is a noise out there? 
within the organization when it comes to mobility-related initiatives? Yeah, I think, you know, what what we see, what I've seen today is, uh, um, you know, I think there is a, a tremendous uh, knowledge and awareness uh, about mobility uh, at uh, all the levels of the organization. Uh, um, you know, we have no uh, issues uh, talking about uh, um you know, mobility and, and how we can approach it and what we should be doing it. Uh, I think the education is really coming more around, you know, what we do with it. With it. Um, you know, so it is a little bit about, you know, identifying the value and showing the value uh, and then, um, you know, really uh, making sure that we're measuring the results. We have a way to measure it. We have a way to analyze it. We have a way to, uh, uh, to, to manage it. I think, uh, uh, you know, again, it is, uh, and I think we passed that, that situation where, uh, you know, uh, there is need to be an education about the need of a mobility. Uh, I think we, we passed that. We're now in a, in a, in a phase where, uh, you know, we, we, we all agree that we need to have it. It is now, you know, how do we actually measure it to really identify the, the, the appropriate level of investment uh, into, uh, into mobility. So I, I I feel pretty comfortable, and uh, you know, for the most part, I think we we, we see a, a, you know a lot of uh, uh, you know interest from our organization and, and, and stakeholders in actually uh, approaching mobility. Sometimes even before uh, uh, you know any other uh, strategy, which is uh, uh, you know great in our industry. So, Alan, one final question. If you were to appeal to the policymakers, the, the stakeholders, your own team and business unit leaders, and if you had a wish list that you would like to share, what would those be? Well, uh, so the, I think the first wish list is I, I think our, our employees are our biggest asset as it relates to moving a mobile agenda forward. You know, it's, it's, it's the case, it's been this way for a while, that our staff have cooler, better computers and mobile devices at home than they've got at the office. And the more that we can put these new devices in their hands and allow them to uh, experiment and try to do the work, uh, the more that they're going to be able to generate ideas. So one of my, one of my wishes would be to, to uh, expand internally the use of mobile devices as far and wide and as deep in the organization as we can get it. And I think the second wish uh, would be uh, to, to bring together a uh, strategy that focuses on what the brand promises for, for, you know, for John Hancock to, to its customers and to it, the marketplace. And I, I think I've mentioned this at least two or three times already, but I, I don't see any success in a mobile strategy unless it's linked to delivering against whatever the brand promises. And I would say the same thing about the web. And so getting to that point, I think, would be the second on my, uh, on my wish list. On behalf of the show and our listeners, I'd really like to thank you, Alan and Mauro, for sharing your thoughts about financial mobility trends and what can be the plans for the future so that actual quantitative and qualitative ROI can be accomplished. Oh, thank, thank you very much. Appreciate it. And uh, uh, listeners, please like us on Facebook, search for CIO Talk Radio, and please be sure to follow us on Twitter. Thank you again for listening to CIO Talk Radio. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CIO Talk Radio. 
To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Please join Sun Joke All next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Central Time, and 10 a.m. Eastern Time for another hour of CIO Talk Radio on the Voice America Business Channel. CIO Talk Radio is brought to you by HP and Siemens Smart Grid.